0: to the Holy Spirit Live, a program that highlights the moving of the Holy Spirit in today's world, with exciting interviews from pastors, evangelists, entrepreneurs, and many people of interest. And now, here's Bishop Andrew Bills with today's exciting broadcast. Welcome to the Holy Spirit Live. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Bills, the apostle and founder of the holy spirit broadcasting television network and we're very delighted that you've taken time out of your schedule once again to tune us in from time to time we bring you people of interest of all walks of life entrepreneurs ministers politicians celebrities well on today i have a very very unique and special man of god sitting in the studio with me, and I want to introduce him to you right now. His name is Pastor Alfonso
1: shield Shilda,
0: I got it. shield
1: There we go. Welcome, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor, for
0: having me. And your ministry is out of Cape Town. No, Cape Cobb. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. I saw that. Phrase. I was right at first. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look that up on the map. On the map, yeah. <laughs> but it's the southern, uh, southernmost tip of tip Africa. Of Africa, right? And uh, tell us about Cape Town.
1: Cape Town um, is a population of about four point five million people.
0: hmm Big area. Yeah.
1: And um, it is one of the provinces of South Africa. There's about nine provinces mm-hmm. in South Africa. So I'm in the southern tip. And the weather's pretty good down there? Oh my goodness. Yes, we have three, um, well four seasons in in Cape Town. So currently we are in the winter season. Okay. Yeah, so I'm enjoying your summer, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we have it a little cool for you today. Uh, It has been more uh, recently, more warm than it has
1: been. Yeah. So you're right in the... uh, perfect time yeah, on my way out <laughs> when you have this beautiful weather I'm busy yes.
0: <laughs> we're sitting here and we're having an f- informal conversation with this great man of God and his lovely wife is in the studio but sitting uh, on the couch listening to us uh, I did my best to get her in front of the you camera tried. I see <laughs> the attempts you made <laughs> but we do acknowledge the woman of God um, now, let's talk about your ministry.
1: Um, you're pastoring there. I'm pastoring the church. What is the name of the church? The church is called Mount Hope. Mount Hope. Kingdom Life Church. Kingdom Life Church. Yeah. And did you found and start this ministry? That's right. We're uh, celebrating 25 years this year. 25 years? Yes, we are. Woo! Now, you, I know you've seen a lot. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yes, I've seen it all and what is god doing down there my wife and i we were part of the assemblies of god church for many years so i um, completed bible school in 1991 all right and then i became an associate pastor and uh, 25 years ago um, we were taking care of the the impoverished area called um, heinz park Mm -hmm. um, in mitchell's plan Um, And then I requested um, of the assembly or the leading pastor at the time, Apostle Roman, you know, just to release us to go and to continue the work in that area. So that's what we did, um, started 25 years ago. Now, when you
0: started the work, did you have people to
1: work with you to begin your church? Or did you start with a couple hundred people or what? It was only my wife and I at the time. And then it was about three families that uh, came alongside us. So you started literally from, from scratch. From scratch. From scratch.
0: Now, what would you say to someone in our audience that God might be dealing with them
1: to found a work? What advice would you give them? What could you say to them? Firstly, what you need to know when planting a church. That it is what God wants you to do at the time. I think that's the very first thing that whoever decides to go and plant a church um, is that you are going to do whatever you need to do in that area because God wants you there. Mm-hmm. Um, because m- my wife and I, we we went into this area. Um, there was about seventy percent unemployment. Seventy percent unemployment. Oh my. So there was basically no resources, nothing in that area. Um, it was just an open uh, land. Okay. Um, there was no infrastructure at the time. So my wife and I, we went there as missionaries to live amongst the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, when we went there, it was we knew that that is where God wanted us to be, to yeah. go and assist the people. Um, and we were total, totally dependent on God for everything. Jesus everything 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 if my wife was working at the time and i remember if she didn't tithe and one or two other um, people that helped us then there was no income no income. no income <laughs> so it was trusting god all the way thank the lord for the faithful wife oh my goodness <laughs> without that help i don't think i would have been able to do what i God knows who to put together because he, he knows, knows what he's got down the road. Definitely. The Bible says it's a suitable helper. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for all these, we'll be married now for 27 years. And for the 27 years, I can definitely say it's been a suitable helper. I don't think any other woman would have made it with me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Did she
0: ever have any second thoughts about what she'd gotten into?
1: Man, she grew up in the church. I come from the streets. So (laughs) she knew exactly. She's seen everything in church over the years. And when I told her that I'm going to go into ministry, um, she thought, how hard can it be? Mm -hmm. You know, but we had our experiences. uh, Yes, yes, we had our experiences. (laughs) So there you were starting a
0: church in Cape Town, out in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. And what are some of the testimonies that you've
1: seen God do over the 25 years? When we went into the, the community, I was very clear that we are busy not only to get people into a building. I was very clear that we were placed there to see the transformation of people's lives and the restoration of families. I love that. I love that. That, that was the focus. You're talking my language. Yeah. Now. No, no. <laughs> I, was, I was very, very clear. Um, today, when I look at our church and how God has blessed us over the 25 years, um, I mean, if I look back, there was nothing when we started out. Okay. And today, when I look back, I can only say, this is all God's doing. Yes. It is all God. We cannot you know, claim any you know, achievement um, based on what we have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all God.
0: And you know what? People in ministry need to remember that so many have started out and then failed because they took their eyes off of Christ right the moment you take your eyes off of God who else is it to put your eyes and your trust onto the devil didn't do it right you didn't do it we must remember who he is at all times. right and give him the praise and like I said, so many people have started out but have lost their way along the way. Right. But I've discovered so often that I get in situations that only God can get me out of. Definitely. And I find out it's not by my might nor my power, but by, but by the, spirit him, of the Spirit of God. God. Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So
0: now, 25 years later, um how uh,
1: many uh, are attending the church now we have about close to 400 and something people on a sunday morning praise god yeah every sunday morning gathering and then we also into church planting mm-hmm. um, so we have a satellite work out in another area okay and uh, my heart is to see um, a church in the communities wherever God wants us to go. Yes. That's that's my desire.
0: So do you have more in South Africa itself?
1: Yes we do. Yes we do. So as I say again uh, for me we have raised sons um uh, in ministry yes. too. So even if the, the, the son is no longer part of the local house, mm-hmm. they are out there. Yeah. You know? Uh, pastoring churches. Um, very interesting. Um, because we do drug recovery for addicts, we have about 28 beds in our church building.
0: And what was that word you say did you do?
1: Um, drug okay. recovery. Drugs okay. recovery. Yeah, so we have a drug recovery program in, mm. in our church building. Mm-hmm. So we have seen guys come through our program that are preaching the gospel throughout the world today
0: my goodness we
1: have guys i think there's about three or four guys that have come through our program that are pastoring churches today
0: come on jesus
1: Um i just before i came to to the u.s i got a mail from one of the guys in taiwan and um, he's teaching english there and um, he sent me a mail telling me that the church that he's part of has just appointed him as the youth pastor <laughs> of the <a> church <laughs> in taiwan never thought that a young man that you know we, that we helped would ever be in in an Asian country, you know, being Mm -hmm. a pastor in in that community. Look at (laughs) at Jesus. (laughs)
0: Pastor, you excite me. I've preached in so many places. Here in the United States there are many different what they call ghettos. Right. And I tell people ghetto is not the man, I mean it's not the land, it's the man. It's It's the the condition of that person but I've been in some of the hardest areas and had to either pastor or evangelize. And we've led people to the Lord that had guns in their cars Mm -hmm. that are now preaching the gospel. Right. It was difficult from the natural perspective. Um, A lot of people thought I was crazy. I I preached on many a street corner. Mm. Door- to-door, people come in to rob the church, got uh, arrested by the Holy
1: Spirit, right? <laughs> so I know what you're talking right, about. right. Mm-hmm. right..: No, the, the hardcore um, areas, that's, that's basically where I thrive. You know, because I come from, from um, a background of drugs and gangs, um, because my father, when I was born, my father was in prison. Mm. When I when I came into this world, uh, my mother was a single parent, and um, when my father came out of prison, he abused um, you know my mom and us, and it was just crazy in, in our home. And um, I never wanted to be home, and that's the reason why I landed up on the street. Yes, yes,
0: yes. And when
1: I was confronted with the gospel, um, 1983, um, I was about turning 20 at the time. Um, we were about 20 guys standing on the corner, and I was one of the. Um, um, members of a gang mm-hmm. in, in our area and um, when I was confronted with the gospel the gospel made such an impact on mm. my life that you know if I look at what the Lord did for me and what the gospel, the power of the gospel the preaching of of, of the gospel did to me um, that's why I, I believe that nothing is impossible no, no matter how crazy a situation is or yes. you know how far a person has gone down I believe that the gospel can lift and transform a person's life that's it Mm.
0: i'm fighting the tears as you're preaching that because the gospel is power it's power he is jesus christ is the gospel he is the word he is i tell people and you're saying this this is not a book of rules and regulations um this book lives off the pages. Mm. There are times when I have read this in the quiet of my bedroom mm. and I've heard him speak. You feel his presence. You have he gets in your dreams and gives you visions and changes lives. Nobody else can do that no one
1: else can do that
0: nothing else he doesn't repair us he doesn't mend us
1: he transforms us. us he transforms us and that's why for me today doc um, you know the church has a vital part to play yes in our communities um, and it's not about filling churches yes it's about transforming lives
0: come on that is
1: what, what we are called to do and, you know, I can do church in my sleep. <laughs> I've been in church for many years now, so yeah. I can do church in my sleep. But what I'm seeing missing in our communities is people don't know how to live. Yes, yes. Because when I, when I see the, the Word of God, the Bible says that the thief, in, in John chapter 10, verses 10, the Bible says the thief comes to steal. Yes. He comes to destroy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He comes to kill. But Jesus came so that we could have life. Life. And life in abundance. Now all of us are dark. We come from from different lifestyles. Yes. So we were introduced into this new life. So many of our people know how to do church but they don't know how to do life. Yes, yes, yes. And with the Uh, more uh, I read the scriptures I see that the Lord (laughs) wants us to live. A life that is pleasing to him, yes. And I think there's a lot of people struggling in our churches. Mm-hmm. They sit in our churches week in and week out, but they go home and they don't know how to be fathers. The men don't That's know right. how to be That's fathers, right. they don't know how to be husbands, and that is, that is lacking in our communities. And it's my prayer, you know, is for the pastors to, to really see the need of our people,
0: yes, really
1: see the need of our yes. people. And help them to live, not to fill out churches, but yeah. help them to live the life that is pleasing to God.
0: Yeah, well, that's rich. That that is very rich. I recently had a lady in studio here that heads an agency of uh, dealing with battered women, mm-hmm. and they had a lady that came in for counseling that they had to keep her name quiet okay because she was the wife of one of the most prominent ministers in that part of the state Wow and that man's at home beating her up but then on Sundays and Wednesdays he's preaching the gospel how can you preach something that you're not living Living. you see God is aware of the circumstance Mm and the condition so this makes you an actor or an entertainer but you're on your way to a devil's hell my goodness and and then you're you you're throwing out the spirit Mm -hmm. that is really within
1: you right
0: you know and and you got to answer to God for that
1: Hmm.
0: so we are to live the life As we have been transformed. There we go. And it's easy; it's not a struggle when you really walk with God. Right. So delight.
1: Right. (laughs) You know, for me, when I when I look at you know, especially the guys in ministry, we want to be a public success, Mm -hmm. but there are many of the ministers out there that are failing privately, yes, domestically Mm. at the home front. I would rather be a private success and the perception out there, you know, might be that I'm not succeeding and that's fine with me too because my first church is my family. That's right.
0: That's right. That's
1: my first assignment is to take care of my family. The Bible says unless a man manages his own household, that's it. if he cannot manage his, manage his own household, How can he take care of the church? That's right. That's absolutely right.
0: You know, you said something earlier about taking some of these guys off the street. Right. Getting them cleaned up. In my first uh, church that I pastored, when God called me there, I was excited. I I wanted to preach Genesis to Revelation. Right, right, right. I wanted to lay it all out, right? And I found out None of the men in the church could read, and here I was at a young pastor, and I had to teach these men how to read. I wasn't prepared for that, but I stepped into that rock right. because of my love for God and God's assignment to me. Then the second thing that was the most shocking: these guys were beating up their wives or their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I had to teach them. You don't do this. You don't do that. And they wanted to know why. Huh. My dad did it. His father did it. You know why? Mm. And and it took a, a several weeks to minister to some of these men that this is unacceptable. And but over a year's time, the transformation, to, as you said, took, took place. place huh? These men start. I remember the day one of them went to a Goodwill store, mm. a used store, a U store. U. and bought a suit, and came in, uh. and his wife almost had a stroke because <laughs> <laughs> she never seen him. In never a suit. see that. He said, "If I'm going to try to train being a deacon, I need to look to better." Look, look better. Mm. And I didn't tell him that, uh. but God
1: raised him raised up. Him up yeah.
0: And I saw these. men. Uh.
1: Come
0: on! Uh, <laughs> what God can do,
1: Doc. You know when we talk about this, we, we have people in our churches, and, and again, if I look at when my my upbringing, my father was abusive. My father was you know crazy and all that kind of stuff, and I always said to myself, I don't want to be like my father. Yes, but the struggle that I had, I never knew how not to be like him. Mm-hmm. Right, because I wasn't in a faith. Environment, yes. So, since I came into the church community, into the faith community, (coughs) it was only then I realized that it it is possible not to be like him, yes. But while I was out there without Christ, I knew what I did not want to be, but I also knew that I can't do it on my own, yes, yes. So, when I came into the faith community and, and, and I hated and I resented my father, but after God dealt with me. Um, as he was busy transforming my life, um, he, I was taught what it was to be a son of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit revealed to me and, and, and it told me that I'm also the son of a biological father and I need to honor him.
0: Yes. And mm. that,
1: need, that relationship needed to be restored. And then what I did, I initiated the relationship with my father.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I started to, rest- I, I took him for lunch one day. Now, for, this happened... Over a period of 30 years of my life. He wasn't there. So after 30 years, I took him for lunch and I said, Dad, listen, today I'm here to to ask you about your life. Firstly, I want to forgive you for what you have done. Mm -hmm. And I want you to forgive yourself for what you did to us as a family. But I said, I would like to know why you did all this stuff to us and to my mother that was a defenseless woman at the time. Why did you do that? And I will never forget his words. His words to me was, If I knew what it was to be a better father, I would have been one to you. I would have done. If I knew. There are many people that want to be better, but they don't, don't know, know how. how. They want mm-hmm. to be better. If every, whoever you speak to, if you ask them, Do you want to live better or to do better? They would say yes,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they don't know how.
0: Don't know how.
1: Yeah, and by the grace of God, I've seen you know that whole life trans. And today, I'm pastoring my dad. He's in the assembly. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. That can only be God. Yeah,
0: you know that's that's tremendous. Look yeah. at God. This is tremendous. We we only have a few more minutes, Pastor. The time you to go by so me. quick. But I want you to look right in that camera, and in a moment, I'm going to have you pray for people in our audience and some may be going through familiar situations similar to what you went through Mm. and they want a way out will you have the final word and then lead them
1: to the throne of grace right I want to say to everybody out there your present situation is not a permanent one Mm. if you should come to Christ and surrender your life to Christ Anything is possible with God. The Bible says when you come to God, you must believe Mm -hmm. that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those those who diligently seek Him. I want to say to you out there that whatever you are experiencing right now in your life, the Lord is able to turn those things around in your life the Bible says that He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, mm. more than you can expect or imagine. I travel the world today, and I, I, it, I never dreamt of ever doing what I'm doing today. And all I can say, this is all God's doing. When you heal your life and when you submit your life to Christ, He is able to take that broken life. And He will use your story. For His glory. Yes. He's able to do it. <laughs> He's able to do it. Go ahead and pray. Let, let me pray. Father, we want to thank you this day for yes. the opportunity that we have to come before you. Mm-hmm. You're an omniscient God. Yes. You see all things. You know all things. Yes. You know, oh God, whatever people are experiencing in their lives right now. And you are willing and you are able to help yes. them I pray in the name of Jesus Jesus. that as they call out to you, Lord God, your word declares that your ear is not too dull to listen Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: your hand is not too short to save them or to help them or to come to their aid in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I pray that they would experience your presence right now, right now in the name of Jesus. What you have done for me and for my family you can do for them in the name of jesus lord god we are anticipating and we are waiting to hear the reports of what you have done in the lives of the people listening and oh god watching the program right now in the name of jesus we give you all the glory and all the honor for what you are busy doing and for what you are about to do in jesus name amen
0: Pastor, I want to thank you for sharing with the audience on today, and I'm letting the people know you heard from heaven. You heard directly from the throne room of God. God wants you. He loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his very best, the best thing that he had. He gave his son to come down and die on the cross, to reconcile Mm. you back to himself. And if you said yes to this prayer, we'd love to hear from you. Our contact information is constantly appearing on the screen. Write us, call us, and we will, if you need any material, we'll get it directly to you. Again, I wanna thank Pastor for coming in Uh, and being with us on today. And in conclusion, I want you to remember that you can make the difference when you open up your heart to Jesus Christ. This has been Dr. Andrew Bills, and thank you for tuning in to Holy Spirit Live. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television.